Welcome to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I, as always, bring you endless offerings and a promise of fever. I once loved a mannequin, but she hit the lights, and once I saw her serpent tongue, well, let's just say a smoke were burning made this phantom lord very, very happy. My co-host, though, what can I say? He has no remorse riding with the four horsemen. His metal militia will give you whiplash as they seek and destroy the Doberman Pharaoh. He says, thank God for the suffering. He welcomes presents from the poison hearted. His name is damned in any language, but he knows it's better to reign in hell than try to live on earth. Chancy motherfucking Grife. Hi. You got him, Jesse. You got him. And that's right, musers. Welcome back to another episode. I know our tw- our second episode, our second recording in a week. We're, we're we're spoiling you guys after we abandoned you for so long. Just I don't know what the hell to think of it. But we are very happy to be back and once again be graced by another amazing guest. This one we've been looking forward to, not just because of the album he brought, but because we wanted to meet him anyway after checking out his podcast a little. We are joined by Michael Storm, host of Toward Anarchy Podcast. And just the name of that gives me little goosebumps, I like. But, Michael, how are you doing tonight? I am great. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me to hang out on the show. I'm a, a music fan, have been all my life. I don't call myself a musician, but I play instruments. So I like to talk <laughs> music, and I like to experience new music. And that's what I was going to say just before we started the show, is that this is one of the areas of music that I have uh, a pretty thin knowledge in uh, in terms of the the bands that you guys picked and and um, the the sounds that I generally listen to. So it was uh, a real pleasure to listen to something different, something that I hadn't heard before, generally speaking. So and and that's always going to be true because I'm such a music fan. So to uh, get invited to hang out on a music show, I, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure to have you on and. Oh, I mean, I don't think anybody's heard of one of these bands, but uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But <laughs> uh, for, first things first, though, your podcast, Toward Anarchy, what is that? Yeah. What do you guys cover on that? Well, um, it is kind of what it sounds like. I, I, I'm there to warn the listeners about this serious uh, problem facing America in the world. Uh, and that is that we're uh, um, slipping toward anarchy. That's absolutely not true. It's literally the opposite of that. Uh, we, you know, we live in a a very much a socialist uh, dictatorship of one version or another. And so my show exposes a non-political uh, view of politics and economics, and uh, really speaks to libertarians and voluntarists and some anarchists we can debate about who and what constitutes an anarchist and and maybe we will as we're going through the the uh, the show tonight but for me it's about a reality that we live that that anarchy is sort of a very natural normal state that freedom is a normal state that we're born free and then there are all these other things that are foisted upon us by our parents, by our religions, by our politics, by the geographic location on a map and some imaginary lines on a, a piece of paper somewhere. 
And so I, while I spend a lot of time just talking about those ideas, uh, I actually, I'm a, a father and a comic book shop owner, business owner, nice. you know, small business owner and a fan of all types of music. There's a cut we'll get to tonight that I'm telling you there's something they could have slapped it in a, a Britney Spears song or something, and I would still love it. But uh, the, um, the whole, um, just getting to talk to people, I've been a, a top 50 market uh, DJ and producer of uh, radio shows, and... I have always found a power in that. And so I like to do it each week. I, I get together and with myself and a producer on a network that has been gracious enough to carry me for years. Uh, and uh, I do a live show every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that's I just talk about the things that are interesting me, something irks me in the news. I, I have a, a, a sort of healer doctor friend that's on uh, once a month that comes in and talks about just you know, getting the, the body, the mind and the spirit all together and working towards your healing. And I, it just, I have a bunch of different fun. I've talked to comic book creators, Hollywood stars, presidential candidates, um, uh, including John McAfee, not long before he met his, uh, ultimate demise before the government caught up with him. Uh, you know, I uh, I have a lot of fun doing it, and I have a lot of fun doing this, getting to know uh, people like yourselves, getting to meet people like yourselves that I would never uh, come across if I didn't put myself out there and make myself a uh, a little space out on the the internet and out there in the 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 talk what is talk radio sphere now the the uh, all the different podcasts and I, you know mine's up there I, mine's in the mix <laughs> that's cool man long for i like the long form style of dialogue anyway yeah i i i go back and forth between 1 and 2 hours and, but generally speaking i talk to somebody for about an hour i do have commercials because it is live and it is a network feed uh, and so I do get interrupted, but it's not that big of a, you know, it's only once, maybe twice in an hour and it's short and it's important because if we didn't do it, the network wouldn't survive. And the network's been there for 20 years. I've been on there off and on for the last uh, decade or so. And um, it's, you know, I don't agree with everything, every voice that comes across the network, every idea that comes across the network that would be silly if I did. Uh, but I agree with the with with what the founder and the people who are running it now believe and that there's a, a space, a place that people can come and have a, uh, a voice and speak their mind. And because my particular views about politics and economics aren't necessarily popular with the people across the network for the live show that I do, uh, they um they're generally a right-wing Christian audience. I'm neither of those things uh, in in any sense of the word other than I absolutely support the right of every man to, and woman uh, to carry a gun if they choose to defend themselves from anyone, even uh, uh, criminal gangsters with the badges and claims to authority. So 
you know that and in a lot of cases particularly on the the right um there's a there's at least a foundation for so you know we hit yeah you bet i believe in your right to defend yourself and we can start from there and then now do we believe in the the we have the shared rights about my privacy and my my ability to speak my mind well in this case this network does and and they provided me a a, a fantastic space to be able to come and and do my thing each week well, that's awesome, man. And I'm glad you have found a home. We found a couple homes and it seems like we found one that finally fits us. So nice. A couple actually, but well, glad to have you on. And I am a big, I actually think that you and Chansey probably have a really good argument on your show about a lot of different things because Chansey is very good at debating, but very good as you're going to see tonight. But well, we will we will chat, and I'd be happy to to have you guys on the show. That's you know, the, hey, that's one of the things uh, about this. I love this uh, this pod match thing where where we cross paths. So I, you know, I'm not a, a shill for them. I don't get paid or anything. I know that you can get paid through the system to to host people and stuff like that. I I don't do that. I just subscribe to the free service. But it's fantastic. I've met you know I've been on a dozen shows and I've had a dozen different guests on my shows and it's just been really great. It's a great resource for for meeting oh, yeah. people. It, it it definitely is a great resource and I I mean I do like to get paid by people once in a while, so I do take. The oh money yeah, and I get it. yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> I I haven't done it. I I I I think that because the 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 amount that I use it, I only do one show a week, and oh. I only have one or two hours depending on what I'm doing at the time, and so I only have the those shows, and I have every month I'm pretty much guaranteed to have uh dr lloyd on and then i you know i've got to chat myself i got to have some time with the people every once in a while on a show and i'll do a call-in show because it's live uh, i i try to i try to mix it up a little bit well there you go well what album did you decide to bring us today michael or do you, do you prefer michael or mike before i keep saying either it, it doesn't matter michael's fine all right. Mike. all right well mike what seed you bring us for this special occasion well i hope i don't sound like a poser um given the the competition here but um uh, i just i went with metallica's kill em all and i thought about it for a long time really did i waited until kind of the last minute to decide about my album because i wanted something that reflected kind of who i am and i just remember looking listening to in the headphones i would go to sleep to it i just full blast from the boom box i don't know if you guys are old enough to know what boom box is. i see a little bit of gray hair there i might be oh. talking to guys that are about my age <laughs> we know we know what boom boxes are no worries <laughs> no worries right, fair enough my kids <laughs> maybe when, my, my kids don't my kids don't know what it is because i freaking mentioned one like a couple weeks ago and they're like huh uh what yeah, I said I said something about a typewriter to somebody in a store the other day, and I looked at him and oh, they don't know what the hell a typewriter is. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, it was 
so that uh, was there any other reason why you wanted to bring Metallica or like have you seen well them like I said I thought about a, a bunch of different bands and uh, because I I am a music fan I mm -hmm. like good music and I don't really particularly care about the artists I don't care about their politics or their antics uh, I just want to be entertained if it's a live show and I want to be rocked the fuck out uh if it's a, a album you know i want i want to feel it i want to feel a beat i want to be able to move to it i want to be able to go sit over there on my drums and and try to figure out how to play it um yeah and this and metallica is 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 definitely definitely falls into that category and has all my life i've been i i I've seen a whole bunch of concerts in my life. I think I've seen Metallica five times over the years. Uh, it's, it's just one of my favorite bands, really. Lucky, and, lucky man, lucky man. Yeah, I, I would. I, 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 I would love, love to see Metallica, especially back when they. Well, I'll, I'll get that in a bit. But, um, Chancy, okay. back I'll in this era. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, not no. I wasn't old enough in this era to go to a concert. I'm pretty sure. But uh, actually, no. I know I wasn't because I almost did a uh, another uh special based on the year that album came out for this episode but i decided not to because we just did one for 84 and doing one for 83 would have been a little two in the nose for our show mm. but but uh chancy i'll let you give your review of first since i know you're dying i mean honestly i i quite enjoyed metallica's kill em all i mean it was it, it honestly there's a few riffs on here that were some of my favorites to either listen to or try and figure out while trying to learn how to play guitar. It's, I honestly don't have a bad thing to say about it. Well, as I mean, I don't think any, okay, well, I won't say I have anything bad to say about it because it's fucking Metallica and Metallica's an incredible classic legendary band at this point. I mean, I will not, I will definitely say it's not my top album they've ever done. It's not even in my top two, but I mean, it's definitely, up there with other ones I've heard. I mean, what I was going to say earlier is I would have loved to see them live in 2008 when Death Magnetic came out. Okay. Because I, that album. Uh, that's, and that's I, what, I know there are a lot of people like myself who are old school Metallica fans, they have been from the beginning, who are, you know, that's an athlete. You can't do that. That's wrong. You can't like the new stuff. And uh, I've really enjoyed the, the, the last couple albums. I actually haven't heard. I haven't heard the newest one yet. I haven't had a chance to check it out. But um, Death Magnetic is my second favorite album, and of course, the only one that can be number one is Black Album, of course. But because uh, there's no other way. It's kind of be. obligatory. No yeah. yeah, kind of. I mean, I, it's other... really the perfect mesh of of metal and commercial metal that you're, uh, you're ever gonna I, I mean there's there's a couple other bands that come to mind along the way but i mean when you're talking about overall total impact and success I, uh, metallica hands down i don't think i mean i don't think anybody could duplicate the black album and make it sound as good as they did i don't think i think it's literally impossible well, but I, no one has his voice no one has his voice and no one and just i mean just the the drums and you can't like you could try, but you're not going to hit the drums the way he did. Yeah, and, and these are all these are all fantastic points because they all make a a, a very important point about why I would choose them. Uh, the the vocals of James at at that time when you're talking about the Black Album, that's peak. Uh, you, you're talking about the perfect mesh of production, 
uh, and and the band themselves probably as stable as they've been up until you know sort of recent years where they went through their their changes and and have come out the other side where they are now a, a sort of boring adult rock band but no <laughs> yeah basically but i mean but yeah i mean so I, this album was was pretty damn good actually i actually would be willing to call it my third favorite metallica album because the last one we had in this show i wasn't that big a fan of the whole album as a whole i liked a couple songs but what was I think that that's usually uh ride the lightning i want to say okay ride yeah. yeah 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 i mean ride the lightning's got a couple good songs uh i believe that's not the one that master's on is it no no that's no master. That's yeah right. master of puppets yeah. is it's yeah, yeah it's its own cd that's what i thought but um right like i'm trying i can't think of the song i love on that there's i mean it's it's one of the popular songs that everybody knows but oh um for who the bell tolls oh sure for who the bell tolls. yeah yeah um... yeah Bong. Which I actually, I originally thought that was done by Megadeth because that's how I downloaded on LimeWire back in the days because it said Megadeth next to it. But yeah, but, yeah. fun fact. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna say I, I've been waiting for it, but I'll take the opportunity now. The reason it sounds like fucking Megadeth is because up until the Black Album, Metallica fucking ripped off Dave Mustaine and used his fucking shit and just let some other motherfucker play his shit. So the reason it sounds like fucking Megadeth is because it is fucking Megadeth. Yeah, they just pretty much Megadeth, yeah. <laughs> they just they just can't keep fucking time. That's their problem. It's a, <laughs> they, yeah, right. Yeah, mechanics versus um um Oh hell, I can't even think of what the name. That's it's funny that you get that. I can name the Megadeth one because I'm actually a bigger Megadeth fan when it comes down right. to it. Yeah, I really am. Uh, when it comes down to, if I have to choose the two, I'm I'm gonna pick Megadeth every time. Uh, even though I I've met Dave and I think he's a fucking dick, but whatever. <laughs> he was well, such a dick. He was such a dick, and I don't think he's gotten any less dickish as he's gotten older. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, overall, I enjoyed this album. I'll say, and the only complaint I ever have about Metallica is they. They sound the same like all the time. Like, you know, it's a, it, it's a good thing because you know it's them always. But it's also like, oh, did that song end like two minutes ago and I didn't catch it? Oh, my bad. <laughs> like, oh, it's the next song. Okay. Like, I mean, it, it's that with a lot of rock bands. It really is. I mean, they don't. A lot of them don't change their tempo or their anything about it from like track to track. But. It's Metallica. I can't complain. It was a damn good listen today. I was at work banging my head to it, listening to it while I was in between calls and whatnot. But what, were you, what would be yeah. your top five off it? Oh, sorry, Chancy. What was that? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Because, like, you know, I really couldn't tell where Seeking Distort stopped and fucking Whiplash started or Motor Breath or Metal Militia. Oh, wait. It's because they have three separate fucking tempo schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. But that, I mean, but that's okay, though. It's all the same, though. It all sounds the same. It sounds like Tool and Bush, I'll bet, right? They're way better than both those bands, but. That's right. Uh, another band I would have loved to do, Tool. I know, right? He's not a fan of Tool. I brought no. their, I brought, well, I think I brought like almost, I think I might have brought almost their first four albums, which are probably my favorites of theirs. Mm hmm. Well, what are your top five songs off this album there, Mike? Man, that's a tough one. Not not even as easy. Um, 
jump in the fire for sure. Uh, man, I don't know if I can put these in order. If I didn't, I didn't actually write them down in order. Right. I mean, um, you don't, have, you, don't have, you don't have to put them in order. You could just name five. And metal Militia, Seek and Destroy. Like the second, like side B, man. If I gotta, if I gotta put a thing to it, that's what it would be. Well, We're talking about side B when there was albums and tapes, and when you had to flip the the some bitch over. I, right. I I listened to side B more than I listened to side A. Uh, I mean, okay, you're going back to the days of tapes here, but <laughs> and records, but yeah. yeah. So and I mean, records. quite literally five through ten. Yeah, that's uh, solid. Yeah, I mean, jumping the fire is big, but I then I'm looking at anesthesia. I'm I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker right. for uh, a, a good instrumental. Um, <laughs> whiplash. I mean, seeing a. Uh, seeing the the whiplash you just you feel it at being in the concerts uh being in the the snake pit seeing people actually it's it's better to sit outside where you can see the snake pit up close in the first few rows of the, of the show and watch the people in the snake pit that that's just fantastic especially when you watch you know sort of little four-year-old girl screaming into the microphone she can't destroy you know i come on <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, that's, that sounds pretty awesome, actually. But, well, Chancy, what were your top five? Uh, actually, I had an honorable mention. So number six was Jump in the Fire. Uh, number five was Motor uh, Metal Militia. Uh, number four was uh, Motor Breath. Uh, number three was Whiplash. Uh, number two was The Four Horsemen. And I had a tie for number one, and it was ironically a tie between uh, Anesthesia and Seek and Destroy. All right, because I am also a sucker for a good instrumental. Uh, well, I mean, I... see, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the one that's different on this, of course. I have to be the one that's different for the most part. But I, I had two honorable mentions for this though, because how can I not? It's Metallica, and right. the, my number seven was Whiplash because that was a good track. But I mean, I don't, I don't like Metallica songs that are just like short i don't like their shorter songs they're just supposed to be like the three minute tracks like i don't like those but to me that's not metallica it doesn't fit okay. their profile i feel you i feel you and i mean that's why jump into the uh into the fire jump into the fire and uh motor breath are not on here at all for me because i just don't like those short songs number six is metal militia because that's a damn good song that's a great way to end the album number five is phantom lord because i thought that i thought the lyrics in that song were badass and i freaking was digging the drum in that number four is hit the lights because like I was listening to this album, and like I think Hit the Lights is two, or, two or three in the track list, if I'm not mistaken. And like the first one didn't amaze me, then all of a sudden Hit the Lights comes on, I'm like, what's this now? I'm like, this could sh this should be a wrestling theme song, but it should be. I'm surprised no one's done it yet, honestly. But uh, I think it's because they don't want to fork out the cash for the fucking rights on using that fucking song, dude. For dude, real, are, they use Pantera. They use freaking so many metal bands for this stuff. Yeah, like, but I bet yeah, but. Is a cheap Motorhead compared to Metallica. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Motorhead would still be cheaper than Metallica because, uh, like, yeah. that's like true, true. Because I keep forgetting Metallica is the one that freaking did the whole Napster thing. I was night. just gonna point out the whole Napster thing and how, right. after all these years, they are still on the wrong side of technology and distribution of music, but whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, uh, that always pissed me off that they did that because I loved freaking Napster. It was awesome. And then we got the virus ridden line wire and frost wires and replacement as it. But <laughs> but, but uh, it, you know, it, it did eventually legitimize the the digital process. And if it wasn't for Napster, it would have taken longer than that. Uh, it, it proved that there was a need for and a place for digital music and digital delivery of music. And it changed the, the, it changed the way people can create music today for sure. Exactly. Absolutely. And, we, and we've had some guests on the show that like have used that to their advantage to be, to make what their, their own version of music. Yeah. And I will call some of the music. Some of them I don't want to, but um, <laughs> number. What oh yeah. So number three for me was no remorse. Cause if um, I heard that I heard that song like halfway through, I'm like, did somebody ask for metal? Because this is metal. Like no it's remorse. just a classic metal song. No remorse. Like yeah. mm. that one scream. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's like the that, that's like the song that plays in the freaking movies during fight scenes at high schools. But <laughs> and so my number two and one, my number two is Seek and Destroy. Because I actually thought when I first started listening to this album, like, all right, that's obviously going to be my number one because it's the one I know of this album. And then I was sadly mistaken. I was actually not sadly. I was happily mistaken because number one is The Four Horsemen. Because that is one of the most badass metal songs I've heard in a long time. And I mean, okay, I, so I then we definitely it. have to make sure that he hears Mechanics if he hasn't already heard it because Mechanics right. is The Four Horsemen on speed. Mm. It is right, literally right like tempo. It's what you were talking about, Chancey. It's yeah, right tempo. <laughs> it's it's literally what he did was he was like, "Oh, you guys wanted to use my shit and create this song called the Four Horsemen. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take it, use the same shit, play it better, and y'all can't fucking do nothing." Beautiful thing. But that means that means it's time. I've been dreading this time, but it's time. Chancy, mm. what album did you bring? So I actually chose an album that is fairly close to me, mostly just because of the fact that I actually went to high school with the guy who's responsible for creating everything on this album. This guy is literally like we were just talking about how if it wouldn't have been for the Napster thing, the digital distribution and the availability for people to do stuff on their own and not have to rely on a recording studio and a record company and all of the bullshit, this guy is fucking absolutely the epitome of all of those things. The name of the band is called Deplorable Immaculacy and the name of the album is called Becoming the Devil. And when I say this guy does everything, I mean every fucking thing by himself. He had the whole album wrote over the course of 10 years back, probably about 10 years ago, but wanted to wait until he felt that he could actually get it down solid and get it, get it recorded. And he ironically is also working on two albums 
almost at the same time that have two separate like rhythms and paths then that was one reason i picked this one as well because he actually did things on this album that were kind of not necessarily breaking out of his shell but like him kind of experimenting and going out and i you know i got a guy got seriously got to give the guy props because not everybody can do that and still be comfortable enough to pump out fuck you know good shit like it's good that's really something because as a, a I, I i think i mentioned that uh i'm not a musician i play multiple instruments but i'm not a musician i have been a musician i've been in bands i played trumpet uh, all through uh, uh, school, all my, all my school years and played in marching band and jazz band and uh, been in different rock bands and metal bands over the years off and on. Uh, never anything serious or anything like that. Uh, so I, I know the difference between someone who plays instruments and someone who makes music. And it sounds like your friend uh, makes music <laughs> and not just plays instruments. <laughs> For sure. Well, what did you think of his friend's album there, Mike? I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the only thing that I really had to say about it was some of the production value. I was really disappointed that the drums just really didn't hit for me. They were they were just missing in so many of the tracks. But uh, other than that, I, I thought it was fantastic. Great mix of uh, a different sort of. Uh, genre, genres and change-ups and, and you know, obviously what you yourself there, Chancey, are talking about, it, it just some um, different sounds. I mentioned right at the beginning of the show that this is a, a area of music that I don't have a lot of experience in, just the, the death core uh, music. I, I know who our other band is. I've known of them for many, many years, uh, but I didn't know, I didn't know who this was, uh, Deplorable Immaculacy and, and the Becoming the Devil. It was all very new to me, uh, but I'm familiar with the type. And so I know what I kind of expect when I'm hearing it. And, I, and when I hear something different, I hear a little bit of, of something fun or a, a, one of the things there was, I, I picked one of the, the songs. I did have these ones in, in my order and, and and one of the songs that I picked, it, it could have been number one, but uh, it was the the uh, it has the Shogun uh, assassins uh, quotes in it. Yeah, and, and, yeah, you could have taken that, those quotes for me and put them on, uh, you know, some some Britney Spears or some Justin Bieber, and I'd have been, oh yeah, you got me, I'm hooked. So it could have easily been number one uh, on my list because it was fun, and and I'm a, I'm a huge geek for the. Uh, the the this late seventies early eighties karate movies, but then again, I I also own a com comic book shop, and before uh, Shogun Assassins, Shogun Assassins is a movie that was spliced together by an American, his first director, his first movie that he's ever directed, and he hasn't directed a, a whole bunch of them since then. Uh, quite a few TV shows, Doogie Howser, and some things like that in his in his repertoire, but uh, it, it was just sort of spliced together from uh two existing movies from uh, japan called lone wolf and cub and there's a, actually a series of six of them but the first two of them had been made in, in the uh, early 70s uh, but before that they'd been a comic book and i you know it was one of the comic books that in the 80s i picked up and read and uh, found amazing and then i found the uh, the movie and I love these. Uh, my my stepfather got me hooked on these stupid uh, 
uh, you know, cheesy karate movies, but they're not, they're awesome. They're all the video games, everything that we know today about the, the karate is based on, you know, sort of Bruce Lee movies and, and uh, Shogun and, and uh, five deadly venoms. Like that's one of my favorites right there. I, I'm sorry for the, 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 tangent but i it was it just stuck out to me immediately when i heard that i'm like oh i know what that's from <laughs> yeah i mean well okay my turn to review chancy cd here and um i mean honestly i had not listened to a lick of this till today because i didn't i didn't want to even like tease myself with what it was i wanted to just go into it raw and i even saved it to last out of the three cds because i knew what to expect with my cd of course I knew what to expect with Metallica because of Metallica. So I wanted to go into his CD last. And I I will say the, the, the instrumentals are fucking incredible. But pick a style of singing and fucking stick to it. Don't <laughs> go back and forth through six different styles of singing throughout the songs. I can only understand one of the styles. Why don't you use that one, baby? Like, stick with that one. I can understand that one. And there's no lyrics on Spotify because, oh, wait. I went to show this to a friend at work today, and he's like, how many Spotify followers does he have? I'm like, three monthly listeners. Literally three. 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 No zero Probably after that. No I zero am. zero after that. <laughs> uh, it's it's not more than my podcast now, I'll tell you that much. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, I don't go by. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go by listeners, because that's, I appreciate music no matter how many people are listening to it, if it's good music. But, I mean, and, and, and anything with an instrument in this fucking album was amazing. Like the guitar, the drums are freaking incredible, but I just don't need to hear I, you could you, the production, like you said, like I could barely hear what he's saying even because it's in the background over the huge drum track, like, like it's like I can't hear what you're saying over the fucking drums. Like it was it, obvious he, at times that they they sacrificed drum to get his voice in there at mm -hmm. all. I think in in some of the that he did, I, if he did everything himself, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all it's all independently done. Like, I mean, for every for every critique that anybody could have, like, imagine if a record label actually got behind him. Mm. That could oh. ease that could easily that could easily have ended up on the billboard. Oh, I mean, easily. Yeah, tell him to hit up the guy who's the people who signed Death, or tell him to hit up Nuclear Records, and he'll freaking probably get signed because they love stuff like that. Like, I mean, he needs to get signed by one of these labels that do the. I mean. Like the band I freaking listen to, get them to go. They use nuclear. The band I chose today uses nuclear records. Nuclear and they blast. have a lot of artists that they have a lot of artists that sound like that. For, like, I mean, they're mainly European, but there's some American ones in there too. And I mean, it's just he he needs some kind of somebody behind the production booth. That's the only thing it is. I mean, he's definitely got the talent and he's definitely got the the freaking gumption to do it. So I couldn't think of the right word, so I use gumption. But <laughs> that's a good one. But, I could try somebody like Rat Pack Records. Those guys, they would love I mean, to have. Shit, go sign up with Suburban Noise Records, and I'm sure they can get it sound better than that if they still existed. But I mean, I think they're United Family Music now, or whatever the hell they are. But man, I, 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 knowing now that it's just him, just the the one guy doing the whole thing, I, there's another level of respect there because it is. I mean. I know what it's like to try to to do that. I've helped produce an album before and 
and I've tried to take raw tracks and and squeeze all that stuff together and get it to sound right and get it to balance out and it's it's work it's a lot of work and when you're doing the whole thing i can't even imagine if i had to actually record all the instrumentation and do all the production all that i i, I might uh, the album wouldn't come out <laughs> oh there's... oh no chancy uh, there he's back he, he flipped out for a minute but i mean i thought he was just so pissed off he's like screw you guys i'm going home Fuck this. i'm out of here <laughs> But no, I mean, nah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have left without fucking reading the whole ass riot act syllable right? by syllable. <laughs> I mean, like, I respect the guy for what he did. I really do. Yeah. I respect him for what he did, and it just needs some fine tuning. It's very raw still, and it needs some fine tuning. And I saw he has another CD that's on Spotify too from 2017, mm. and I like. Part of me was like, I kind of want to hear that one to see if if that one sounds worse even because it's older and it, it was like his first album where he's trying to learn how to do it all so i don't know like i kind of want to oh prepare. it's not his it's not his first album so like he had other stuff that he released that he did all by himself still with like this so like this whole endeavor that he's been doing for the two that are on you know spotify or youtube music or whatever you're using those are just like solely when it's just him working on it he had one or two other albums that he had already done what he actually had more of a working band more wow. than just him more than just him contributing and he can't use that stuff because of the fact that he has these other people contributing and thus would lose you know his like you know the the appropriate credit because he'd have to distribute it accordingly like I mean, writing exactly. credit and stuff like that but I mean, uh, for the good old days of studio mus musicians, I, I know, honestly, right? I, mean, I would love to see this guy like team him. I love, I would love to see him teamed up. He can still do drums and guitar. I don't give a shit if he does that, but team him up with an amazing vocalist. Like, and I see, I got to disagree. Like I have to disagree entirely. Like you can say whatever you want about the, the dynamic changes with him dubbing the, the highs over the lows, but for the fact that he is literally playing and doing those lows at the same time, because you had said something about death, that is exactly what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Chuck Schudlinger and death and that overall just immense fucking talent to play right. the intricate and difficult shit that he is playing while also at the same time being able to get down there and that nitty gritty just, and then also to be able to even throw in highs, like that's a that's that's I mean, not an easy thing to do. It's not, but I mean, I think it would sound a lot better if he threw like a female vocalist on there to do the highs. Like, I I think that'd be a great combo. I mean, okay, well, you know, get him hooked up with like you know, it's it's like I said, this is a solo endeavor. He's basically I mean, like a he, he's like a heavy metal tech nine. Like he is on his own just doing it. I mean, it's 2023. Go on the fucking internet and find one. There's thousands of them. But yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, there. there's a whole there's a whole fuck ton of us out here in the middle. Like he literally, we live in the same state. Dude. Like it's literally like so we have we have this myriad of of critically acclaimed musicians just lined up around the block in Iowa that actually can fucking perform, well, not I mean, just be like I play an instrument and then fucking suck like I do. I mean, it's 2023, dude. They don't have to be in the same room even anymore. 
So. But then, okay. But then we go back to the original argument of the of the quality of production. Okay. Well, we got these people from this place, that place. It's all you know, like. Okay. So what happens when the quality of A and B don't match up with C? But the quality, but the production, but the production program that he's using doesn't have that equalizer to it that makes it to where it all sounds the same. Years- Forty years later, they take an AI program and suck the vocals out of your piano performance and create an album when you've been dead for thirty. So, right. In well, case nobody knows, what I'm talking about it's the new Beatles song. Oh, I, yeah. I, know, I know. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. But Chancy, <laughs> what were your top five off your own album? I actually had. Uh... You could technically say it's three honorable mentions, but I, I lumped a couple of them together. So for me, uh, number eight was uh, Six Nine-Eyed Serpents. I thought that was pretty fucking awesome. And then uh, number seven is uh, The Ode to the Stars, both one and The Requiem. You would. Number, uh, number six is Feared Anxiety, because I really loved that gimmick where you get this little taste of some instrumental kick-ass and then all of a sudden silence and you you're like, you're like, what's going on? And then it comes back just at the very end and it's, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right while I fucking kill you. <laughs> and then, and that's, and then it goes on. But, uh, uh, number five for me was uh demure. Uh, number four was eyes of Satan. And honestly, the, one of the biggest things that caught my attention about Eyes of State, and other than it's other than you know the whole just the whole fucking ride that song takes you on, there's a section if you listen to it, you know, in stereo where it like it, it reminds me of a Jake the Snake Roberts fucking promo because you're listening and then all of a sudden one whole side of your shit just stops working, and it makes mm-hmm. you think that you blew your fucking speaker, and then yeah, you're like you're like what the fuck's going on here. And then it fucking comes back on that on that gear shift, and you're just like, "Up, oh, gotcha, bitch." And fucking uh, number three is uh, endless offerings, just fucking, just fucking solid. And then uh, number two for me is Fire's Keeper, dude. That fucking guitar riff, like literally. I understand your 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 uh, your critiques on that thing, but even beyond all that. And I'm biased, I know. I mean, this guy is a solid friend of mine. But at the same time, even if I didn't know this guy, knowing the fact that it's just him using whatever equipment he can get his hands on to get the job done, fucking to pull out shit like fucking Demure, Fire's Keeper, and fucking Six Nine-Eyed Serpents, Eyes of Satan. There's even more that I didn't even put on the list that I could bring up. But like to be able to pull off that kind of a caliber of, 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 of ability and sound and all of it is just in and of itself worthy of all praise. And my number one is cynically diminishing all, not just because a, I'm a super excellent sucker for an exquisite sample, but at the same time, fucking that fucking song is a bona it's dude it's got its bona fides in fucking banga it's a fucking banger uh, okay we had some that were similar but mike how about you 
I didn't I didn't keep up, so I won't be able to compare, but um oh, it's I, all good. I um I, I'm bumping it up to number one. Uh, cynically diminishing all gets the number one spot just because the, the nostalgia it brought me up this whole thing in my head and going through and looking at Shogun Assassin and and just connecting with the, the comics and movies and music and everything. The whole the whole experience here, uh, that really topped it off. I, and and just for fun, I and then um um my number uh, my number five on that is uh, ten thousand year old verse, and yeah, and all of these are going to be, it's all going to be the same thing for me. They're they're just going to be good pieces of music, and it and to you know I, I don't even want to try to take them apart. I don't even want to after hearing that it's just one guy and he did it all himself it's hard for me to to fault him for for missing any of it or you know working with what you have to work with and knowing that you can, that you get this whole um larger vision ahead of you and you have to do the whole thing yourself and i you know my hat's off to the guy for making it all happen it, just in that respect alone i, I really i really did uh, i really just enjoyed listening to something i hadn't heard before and experiencing the different it, it, it's just such a mix and it's something that i've always expected from this genre because i i think this genre of of music of metal itself is filled with these you know these uh, super nerds um stage guys and readers people who have you know, they read Nietzsche and they've read all of these different philosophies and, and religions and histories and they play Dungeons and Dragons. And well, here I am, big metal geek, theater geek, music geek, big AV geek. I play Dungeons and Dragons. I own a comic book shop. I have thousands of comics. I, you know, it's just right up my alley. These storytellers these guys that create an album and put together a vision and and even if you don't see it you know that behind it there's there's a reason why it's the way it is and they put the effort into it and for me that's uh, uh, just it 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 awes me i'm awed by people who will pull off something like that becoming the devil uh was my number four my number three was um um uh, uh, Fire's Keeper, and my number two, which was actually technically the the number one, was uh, uh, New Evil Breed. And oh then, yeah, dude, New Evil Breed is fucking solid. Yeah, it's just uh, God. I really enjoyed uh, particular parts, and I'd have to go back through and listen because I kind of did the same thing. I'm terrible uh, with that stuff. With any of this, I was uh, I was always the kid that. You know, I I didn't do the work in class. I just showed up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm at the last minute. I'm the same. You know, listening just the last couple of days, really listening and and in, in there and trying to you know which one am I going to pick and and does it does it matter? Of course it matters because uh, to me, music speaks to people. I think it's important. Well, that means it's my time for my top five and uh, mm -hmm. one honorable mention, Chancy. But 
And uh, just so you know there, Mike, I have probably four to 6,000 comic books sitting in my basement right now. Nice. Well, we so. will have to talk comics. <laughs> oh, you won't you give see me my turtles. Oof. It's I can't a, really the glare. But yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty bad glare. It's I don't know if I could get it off the wall or not. Off the wall. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> it's uh it's not as I've actually owned a number one, which is it was probably a oh right now it's probably a fifteen thousand dollar book in the condition that I had it. Why is this not coming out here? Out of there. There you go. Um but this is a six print from 1992. The originals from 1984. But this one is the the best print because it's a deluxe edition. And I recently had it signed. I know that cover. Oops. Oh, I know oh. that. I know that cover. Oh, it's any world com- famous. Yeah. Any comic book fan knows that cover. <laughs> yeah. And then I I just had it. I had this thing is reversed. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, signed by Kevin Eastman here just recently. So one of my favorites for sure. I, yeah, I have some great ones. Well, going back to metal, deplorable immaculacies album. Uh, my honorable mention was ten thousand year old verse because when the CD opens up with that, I'm like, all right, drums are sick, guitars are sick, and then about two minutes in, he starts singing. I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy! Now, and and like I said, that's that's a that's some of the experimental stuff that I was talking about. Where because like literally most of the stuff is all the low end. Well, I mean, let me finish. Uh, my number five was New Evil Breed because the heavy drums in the middle of it are freaking sick as hell. I'm a, I was a drummer in freaking middle school, so in elementary school, so I like, I, and my dad was a drummer professionally almost, so I love drums. Drums are my thing, but. Number four for me was Endless Offerings. Endless Offerings, yeah. Because Endless Offerings! Like, I fucking, like, love that shit. Like, that, that's metal to me. That's metal to me. Like, it, the words have to sound metal. But number three was Becoming the Devil, because especially the guitar right near the end of the song, it just got fucking incredible. Like, it got incredible. I mean, I was kind of... I mean, I hear, I hear a title name, like, Becoming the Devil. I'm expecting, like... Give me some cradle filth. Give me some fucking lacuna coil. Like, give me something like that. Like, that's what I'm expecting. Like, is because like ah, uh, I mean, actually, if I heard that song, if yeah, I would have brought a different cradle filth song. If I heard that song, but number two was uh, contained within, which nobody has yeah. yet. Because that's definitely you know, worth mentioning. And actually, okay, here's the funny thing though. I wrote down because of the female voice. Nope. I, I, I thought it was a female singing that one part, but and uh, and it sounded like a soundtrack to a video game. That's why I love that song. It sounded like a soundtrack to a video game in the middle. Like I feel like I was like playing Sonic or some shit, or like a like a more heavy metal Sonic. But and number one, and this is gonna surprise the fucking shit out of Chancy. Number one is Enchanted by Dread. Oh yeah, that was a good one too. And that, like, and that's another thing I like about that's another thing I like about his stuff is the title of his the, like he he comes up with some of the most interesting titles for songs that they're just so fucking awesome, dude. Just well, I mean, fucking awesome. 
And as Chanty knows, I'm not usually not a person for instrumentals at all, like unless they're amazing. But I love the creepy piano in that shit. Like I love it. Like that's my gothic side right there. It's like, like no, it was like freaking watching Twilight Zone or some shit. Like it was like, ooh, I like these feelings I'm getting. But at last, we have talked about, eh, and I, I, I can't, I can't even hate on this album as much as I do a lot of your albums, Chancy, because it wasn't horrible, horrible. Like there have been way. I mean, I'd rather listen to this another album of his than listen to Bush or Tool or p- pick one from the nineties. But but what can I say? Now, see, when Mike brought Metallica, I'm like, okay, who can I bring against Metallica? This is a <laughs> tough one. And it's funny you say you like Megadeth more because I almost brought a Megadeth United Abominations. But because I don't think I brought that one in this show yet, but I brought 13, but I didn't bring United, United yeah. nominations yet. But and then I'm looking on Spotify, like the artists that other fans of Metallica may like, and I'm like, System of a Down, no, Corn, I don't really think that fits Metallica at all. And I'm like, I'm looking through the list, and like, I can't think of anything. And I'm like, you know what? Metallica's heavy, and I haven't brought Cradle of Filth in a long time. I'm going to bring some Cradle of Filth, and then it became the process of what album do I want to bring? And one album has been popping up in my like songs list a lot lately, like different tracks have been popping up a lot. And I'm like, all right, you know what? It's time. It's time to bring Damnation and a Day. This is their fifth album overall, and it's actually the first album I actually like of theirs in full. All the other albums before it, like they were, as my coworker used to call them, angry chipmunk music. Because their first four albums of Cradle Felt just sound like angry chipmunks screaming into the microphone for most of the songs. Like I, I didn't hear it at first, but then once my coworker said it like years ago, I was like, <laughs> I kind, I kind of hear it now. I kind of hear it. Yes, you it ruined it for me. <laughs> But I mean, I I started off with Cradle of Filth in high school, and, and when I was in eleventh grade, my friend who was a senior handed me two CDs on the bus and said, "Listen to these if you like metal." I didn't like metal, but I lied and said I did. And one of them was Iron Maiden's uh, "King Edward's Grace Hits," where the hell it's called, and the other one was uh, the other one was Cradle of Filth, "Lovecraft and Witch Hearts." A compilation of their first four of the greatest hits from the first four CDs, and 
I turn on Cradle of Filth and I heard this like it's like creepy like horror movie sounded music. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And like I, I fell in love with it. It took me a couple of years, but I fell in love with it over time. Like, and it, once I heard amphetamine and then once I heard this CD, I truly fell in love with it. But I mean, but Damnation in a Day is the most amazing CD because as Chancy and any listener of the show knows, I like theme music. Like I like music that has theme to it, and Cradle of Filth is great at that because all their albums are concept albums in some way or another. And this is a concept of one of my favorite pieces of literature ever written, Paradise Lost by Milton. And this is a pure Miltonic CD. Like, it's just, it was written purely in honor of that and other stories from the Bible. But, so I like, mean, I pretty- like, like Latarius Milton, the one that wanted to go do hood rat stuff with his friends? No, fancy, no. Oh, see, I, I, you know, I like that you're laughing because you get the fucking joke. I don't. So fuck you. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. You're fucking hopeless, bro. You're fucking hopeless. Get a goddamn role model. Fucking Jesus Christ. No. So like Latarius Milton was made famous by basically being this very young child who stole his grandmother's vehicle and went and but like literally he's like they interviewed him and was like why did you do this he's like i wanted to go do hood rat stuff with my friends because he goes out and he smokes his cigarettes he's like, smoking they, he's smoking with cigarettes smoking with cigarettes <laughs> yeah they did a, they, they even like cigarettes they actually even brought him over they did a concept character like they did the boondocks, booty warrior yeah. on, on boondocks on yeah boondocks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I know him, the Milton, <laughs> and they they basically cross him up with Michael Myers, making this sort of indestructible uh, living okay. demon child thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Well, I'm sorry, I mean, I'll quit busting your chops. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You know, I could take it. I got broad shoulders, man. But nah, fucking Milton's Paradise Lost is one of the greatest works of literature of art ever. Like to take. A fictional story like the Bible and turn it into a beautiful story like Paradise Lost, it to me is just brilliance. Brilliance. And I've heard multiple retellings of it and everything. And this is one of my favorite versions of it is because Cradle of Filth really hits it on the nose with their freaking lyrics. And this CD, this CD I was introduced to because I saw the music video for Thank God for the Suffering. And I think it was that. Yeah, it was Thank God for the Suffering. Yes, Thank God for the Suffering. And literally, I forget who, who did the video, but it was a guy who does like horror movies. I think he just finished doing uh fuck. I almost want to say Hellraiser, but I might be wrong. But he, the guy, who, the guy who produced the video, just finished making that horror movie. I forget which one it was, and he kind of used elements from that in this. And literally, the video starts off with like Danny Filth being brought in on a wooden cart as as like he's whipping the guys who are fucking pulling the cart. Like the video was dark as shit. And there's this whole thing at the end where he's like catching lightning in his hands and throwing it at people and shit. And like, it's kind of metal as fuck, but like the video for it is fucking amazing. And that's what got me into the CD. And I love this CD. Like it's just the theme of it. It's just amazing. And the lyrics in every song are so fucking beautiful. And you can usually understand what they're saying. I mean, I had to look at lyrics as a couple parts just to like really click it in. But so, I mean, that's why I brought the CD because and it's, it's Cradle Felt. Cradle Felt is fucking one of the best metal bands ever around, in my opinion. But I saw them live, too. In 2009, I saw them live in New York City. Why are you shaking your head, Chance? Come across them live. Because, dude, you're like, you're talking about Cradle of Filth, but, like, 
without uh i don't know merciful fate king diamond fucking insert fucking previous band that came before cradle of filth which i, I i'll get to my review in a minute but like they're better than fucking cradle of filth king diamond oh. is every king diamond is everything that danny filth wishes he could be including taller from what i <laughs> from what I from what I from what I freaking have see, I've heard of King Diamond in the past, man, they are nowhere near as th- thematic or melodic as freaking. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, oh, yeah, because because no. yeah, no, nah, you better fucking get yourself a fucking role model in a book, sir. Because for real, dude, at, at fucking don't break the oath, Melissa, fucking Abigail, fucking Abigail's Revenge. Like infinite concept albums, all based around a story. That you ask Cradle, well, whatever it depends. Yeah, on no, the version da- of the the band there is. It's completely well, not completely different. It's a different group today than it was back when this album was recorded. Uh, uh, it's not completely back. different. I mean, uh, no, not completely different. No, but there's a lot. It's not the same. It's not the same well, group. Well, and no, they, it's, and, a, it's a and it, it's a European band the sound today is quite a bit different (laughs) oh actually no their sound is pretty similar to this one this is this is where they started doing the sound that they still do today like the Uh, the last the last album is kind of a departure back oh Um, i haven't even listened i i heard one song of that album i'm like nope nope yeah nope nope, yeah you're talking about the one that came out this year yeah well the, no uh, 2021 i think is when it actually oh yeah okay yeah they actually put out one this year have they put they, one out yeah they're, yeah they're yeah it very hard this this year this year existence is futile came out and in 2021 yep. cryptoriana came out right right oh i don't know and okay. I, I haven't i haven't really heard it either yet because i just i don't know i I think you might uh, not like them if you didn't like the first four albums. I, mean, I think you might not like them because they're even bragging I, about the the fact that they've gone back to this. Their I've roots. heard some songs and they're not horrible. I mean, I've heard some. I've heard some songs and they're not. They're not horrible, but there's not my cradle fell. Like even Hammer of the Witches and like Manticore and other horrors were like kind of a little bit of a departure from what they were doing. Like they are. They 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 were slowly edging away from their usual theme stuff and like going into like just randomness and i mean i I love hammer of the witches like i actually recently learned to love that album more than i ever did but i I I think that's a problem that you run into in this genre in general of music oh it is that you can get way the fuck wrapped up in yourself and turn it into a fucking ego trip and the people are just listening going what the fuck is this guy doing well i mean looking like this is is Over the second bus way. is the second bus showing up with day with the ego or, or is that in a separate transit or <laughs> fucking I mean well I mean look at look at fucking Nightwish like even they like my, one of my favorite bands of all time like over time they have gone through so many changes and like their singers even like have changed three times and each time it does the style of the band changes, changes yeah can't... because the heart kind of changes a little bit yeah I mean it's just it is what it is bands are gonna do what they're gonna do and I even Nightwish's new album, I wouldn't even bring on the show though, because I just am not a fan of it as much as I am the older ones. And I would, it'd be the last album I would ever bring on the show of theirs, but I was gonna bring it on. Like all the other ones have to come on first, which they will eventually. Chances, I've had that's I've fine. Had four or five of them. That just means that just makes me all the more excited, so that when we get to that last one, I can just turn the fucking just turn it to broil and just fucking roast. <laughs> well, what did you think of Kill Filth's album here, Mike? 
before I let Chancey unleash. I, I'm already a fan, so I not a huge fan. Like I said before, I have limited experience in this particular branch of metal. I was always adjacent. <laughs> opera operatic metal adjacent to, with the the slayers and the the venoms and a little bit of death overkill yeah. <laughs> so so i i'm already a fan i didn't hear about these guys until i don't know 2006 or something like that they'd probably been around for for quite a while by the time i caught on to them because i heard uh i i, I didn't know who they were until I heard them on the the heard of them on the first season of the IT crowd. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I never watched I never watched that show. Oh. That's a British show. That's a British. That's a British yes. show. So that makes sense. So yeah, re- I mean, right. They're, yeah, they're a British band. So yeah, and, and yeah, they they're, were, oh, and, they're 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 huge in Britain. They're huge. Yeah, huge, very big. And so they got the the mention on this huge show. It's a grand lineum, Graham Lineham show. Was the creator of The Office and and a bunch of other stuff that people would recognize, and so uh, the original one, not the American ones. Although I think he had a piece of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know but, he got a piece of it for sure. Yeah, if they used the name, you know they did. <laughs> Even if it was across the pond. Um, yeah. So I'm already a fan, and uh, I really I. I I'm a big fan of concept albums. I'm more of a an Iron Maiden or uh, a uh, or maybe even a Dream Theater. And... Oh, I I brought Iron Maiden on an episode we did two days ago, and we did Dream, and one of our guests brought on Dream Theater a few months ago. Yeah, I was gonna say a little while back. Still, still right along the same vein of telling a complete story. Uh, I guess when it comes down to me, it's something that you've mentioned a couple of times already, and it's the the vocal. If if I'm not like really behind a vocal, I can find it really tough to listen to uh, any given song. But I always try to give it the the benefit of the doubt too, because I you know I listened to Tom Araya try to scream into a microphone for many many years, and sometimes successfully, and sometimes not. <laughs> so, I know people can not make it quiet, but I I really love the the whole album. I'm a big fan. Mm. I mean, yeah. How can you, how can you not be? I mean, it's just I truly truly. If if you're a fan of music, if you okay, so I can be a bad fan. I like to call myself a bad fan because I don't I don't know anything about the bands really. I don't necessarily know about the creators. There'll be some that I do a little bit more than others, and I might catch a name here or something. But I really, what I really want is I just want to be entertained. I want exactly. to be impressed. Yeah, I want to I want to hear somebody hit uh, some notes some combination that you know that's that's different that's that's neat that's that works and i don't know how they did it <laughs> the only the only the only complaint i have about their style on this album compared to later ones is they didn't bring in the female singer yet that they work with to yeah this day. yeah like that's a big she, thing that came, they still do yeah yeah when, when she came into it like it just up them to a whole nother level like that they were they were already like pretty close to the fucking top of like death metal but they got well i think what it was is it happened i think it it happened quite kind of naturally is it happened first in live shows and yeah yeah and then it kind of happened naturally and they've never got away from it they you know they make special mention of the the female singer whoever it's changed a time or two over the years 
it was his wife at one point. At one point, it was uh, Sarah Jezebel Filth, I think her name was, or where the hell it was. But she, at one point, I think it was during uh, Thornography. It was his wife that was doing it, but. I wouldn't know. surprise I, me. I you, don't you bring in all the the friends and neighbors on something like that when it's your whole. I I love the whole your trip, man. You get your thing, and you can get some people to do it with you, and you can get up on stage and put on this huge performance and just entertain the fuck out of people. I uh, always loved Gwar for that. It just complete. I was nonsense. just getting ready to fucking say the same thing. Yeah, it's complete nonsense, but not really. I mean, you start listening to the music, and it's really good. And these guys are amazing musicians. And and every once in a while, they even hit on an actual message, and and you get something out of the vocal. <laughs> oh, we've, we've Chancey's brought Gwar on this show a couple times, and we are fans of them on this show. But yeah, yeah, and and Chan- I mean, Chancey is a huge fan of Odorous Ungrus's uh, phallus piece. But <laughs> there's a story behind that. But yeah, there's an old episode for that one. But all right, Chancey, unleash the Kraken. There's no Kraken. I'm 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 not. I don't I don't dislike Cradle of Felv. I just can't sit there and oblige you sitting there and being all like, oh, fucking Cradle of Filth, blah, 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 without being like King Diamond, fucking Merciful Fate. Because without those, without those like specific bands, we wouldn't, we would not have this like whole subgenre. They literally fucking blew out the side of the cave to go into their own fucking thing. And then everybody else is just like, oh, that's neat. Let's go there. And I mean, I Danny Filth is super talented for being a fucking half a midget, fucking like for real, for real. Like the guy is super fucking talented. That's why he wears the boots. That make that's just that's why that that gets him to the midget status. But like (laughs) when I first heard a gothic romance, and I know this is not on this album, but when I first heard that when I was a kid, when he gets to that fucking. That that because when he says red roses for the devil's whore, he starts off on that low end and then gets the devil's whore and just fucking up he goes. That just that low to high sold me in an instant. And then I heard like her ghost in the fog and fucking yeah, dude. That shit. That's one of the first songs I ever heard that actually got me into them was her ghost in the fog. That shit with I mean that's Doug Bradley, dude. The very beginning of that's fucking Doug Bradley. I know. I know. know You know me, fucking. I'm a huge Hellraiser fan. So Doug Bradley, Hellraiser. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Pinhead, man. Yeah, that whole beginning part. You know, that whole beginning part of her ghost in the fog. There, when he's doing the poem, is literally Doug Bradley just voiceovering. Yeah, if you watch, so fucking awesome. If you watch the music video, is it him in the music video or no? No, it's not. That's that. That's a. That's a. That's a whole other actor. But. yeah, no, honestly, I got I got nothing bad to say about the album because I mean, like I said, I am a fan. It's just I can't I can't just let Jeremy do his thing and, and not, you know, and not Pretend keep him on the rails. Diamond, but, well, I was gonna I, I meant to say that I guarantee you ask anybody in or who has been in Cradle of Filth, and I guarantee you your King Diamond is there as an influence. I mean, oh, there's course. there's no question about it because these I mean these guys even start until the early or mid nineties and yeah before Diamond had been around for twenty years by then so right ninety ninety four principal evil made flesh yeah and I mean 
Yeah, and I mean, Ozzy too. Ozzy's a huge influence to Danny because I mean, he's said it in multiple interviews that he worshipped Ozzy when he was a kid. Uh, Sabbath, so, I can just imagine. Yeah. I mean, and actually, it's funny because I I follow I follow him on Facebook and everything, and like he he'll post pictures of like him and Ozzy hanging out to this day. <laughs> nice. Because because I mean, they Ozfest two thousand one. I wanted to go to so bad, even though I was like in sixth grade, and like because they had every band I ever fucking loved at that fucking show. Every band I ever loved. And I like, I was like in sixth grade. I'm like, I want to go, but I'm like, I'm never gonna go at this age. It's not gonna happen. My parents would never. My parents wouldn't let me go to see Slayer and Marilyn Manson in New York City in my senior year of high school by myself. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I, I, I can't like, imagine. They bought, they they bought me the ticket and then they wouldn't let me go. I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of reverse logic is this? Yeah, that's a little backwards, especially after but, spending 120 bucks for tickets or something. <laughs> I mean, and I I could have seen Marilyn Manson and Slayer. That was a dream concert. Wait, didn't you say this was back in 2001? Ozfest that you wanted to... oh oh i'm sorry i thought you said the concert two different see... yeah two different things okay because no, 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 no. no, no, no. the concert was in like 2006 when i was a senior in high school oh okay okay because i was gonna say i mean like i could totally understand why your parents would have like denied you the ability to go to new york in 2001 especially no, if it's no. in more like if it was in like the fall or the winter you know there may be a couple of uh reasons why they might have been like you know what you can't go to fucking this place you kidding me man I lived I lived two hours from New York City when that shit happened. That's we 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 everybody was fucking shook at that point because we didn't know if we were next, but or if they were gonna miss and go like two hours north by accident of playing because shit happens. But who knows? But hey, well, Chancy, you might want to kill me right now because uh, you're doing I, you. Uh, I'm doing a top thirteen. <laughs> I, I I did I, I didn't pull Jerry. I, I, did, I didn't do pull, that. <laughs> I, I, I I didn't pull a Jeremy like Chancy did for all three albums basically on our last episode, but uh, I I I couldn't because there actually are some songs in this I could leave off and some instrumentals I could leave off. But my lowest my number thirteen is Doberman Pharaoh because that song is kind of like the outlier in this album because it's about Egypt and like the Nile, but it has nothing to do with the fucking like theme of the album. It's just kind of like a we're gonna throw this in here for shits and giggles. I mean, I, I love it. I like, I like, like the. It actually creeped me out when I was younger, like that song, because like in the middle part, where like it's like the Egyptian sounding music, it's like creepy as shit when you're a kid. It's like what the fuck. But number twelve, and Chancy, it's you're gonna be happy about this too. It's damned in any language, because it's <laughs> instrumental. I, 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 I hate it. I hate instrumentals usually, but the way that one goes into the next song, I had to put it on here, because. And that song is actually pretty high up, so I'm not gonna say it yet. But number eleven was an enemy led the tempest because it's amazing. Ten carry on, same thing. It's just mm, carrying, however you say it. But number nine is where I really get into this shit. Because number nine is present presence from the poison hearted, which just the name of that song is metal as shit. But it's, I mean, their lyrics in these songs are just beyond belief. I mean, I could have written like a full fucking notebook page of lyrics for each song I love, but I didn't want to spend an hour on this album. So, number eight was The Promise of Fever. Just the way, like, it freaking opens. I believe, I believe it's his opening song, if I'm not mistaken. And freaking love that. I mean, the first three songs together are just amazing because it's all about the fucking, like, fight between Michael and Lucifer. Like, I fucking love it. 
Number seven was Hurt and Virtue, which is actually they actually are right after each other, I think. But I mean, just uh, I, how can anyone not love this music? How could they not? It's basically like going to watch a movie, but just hearing the sounds. This must be how it must be how blind people blind people feel. What can I say? But number six was Mannequin because that song is fucking dark. <laughs> uh, I love a song where it's about that, like Danny falling in love with a girl and then having to kill her. Like, it's just like a theme at this point. Number five is, my number five is Serpent Tongue, because Serpent Tongue is just, I love I love in the middle, like the whole Serpent Tongue. Like that, the way they fucking keep repeating that, like whispering it, like it's just like, ooh, goosebumps. But number four is the smoke of her burning, because mm, anything about, anything them, them talking about females, I fucking dig, I don't know why. And number three is a song that, uh, damning any language falls into, and it's better to rain in hell because just the way it opens, and it's like better to rain in hell, and like the fucking guitar goes flying in there. And the drums are my dad, like I said, was a drummer. And when he he drove me in New York City to go see Cradle of Filth 2009 just because he didn't want me to, have to drive drunk home or anything, so he he drove me down there, dropped me off at uh Times Square to go see them, and he went to the bar for a few hours, but. I was listening to their music on the way down, and he's a drummer, and he's like, he's like, how many drummers does this band have? I'm like, one. He's like, one. how's that possible? He's like, how's that possible? He's like, he'd be having a heart attack every show if that was one drummer. I mean, my dad mostly played like 70s and 80s rock, but still. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it was just funny, because I'm like, yeah, the drums are fucking amazing in this show. They, they really are, like. I don't know if they do the same thing that like um, Sugar does in Bleach, Yancey, where like it's reversed, but it sounds like oh, it works. It might it might sound like it is, but I, I I'm pretty sure that 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 song's kind of the first time where they inverted the the time signatures for for which kit does what. Because even the drummer from Meshuggah wasn't even sure that they'd be able to he'd be able to get it right in time to make it for the album. Hmm. All right, well, it sounds like that sometimes. And my top two are the songs that always stuck out to me for their titles, for the lyrics, for the freaking instrumentals in the back of them. Like, they're just incredible songs. They're really interchangeable. But number two was Babylon AD, So Glad for the Madness, which is a, an Aleister Crowley-inspired song. And I fucking love, I mean, anything to, anything to do with Crowley, I'll fucking, like, read or look into. And, I mean, So Glad for the Madness, like, just... So, like, just the way they say that, and then just breaks down to the huge, like, guitar and drum, like, duo. It's like, oof, that shit's magical. And number one is Thank God for the Suffering, because I, I, I used to love blasting that in my car when I was delivering pizza, just driving around, like, these suburban neighborhoods, and, like, they just scream, Thank God for the Suffering! And, like, everybody, everybody walking their dogs is like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just, I, it's metal. It's pure metal with those fucking, like, titles and everything that's why i love cradle felt like they're just they're so dark but yet so relatable not like my rap versions of the same thing which are less relatable but darker fancy knows what i'm talking about i don't know if you get in the hardcore scene at all mike but no I, no not something i've dipped into but uh oh you're not down with the clowns i i you know i i know the clowns I know the posse, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the party's not in the party's not in there, dark. They're fucking Christmas right. Cast, no, dude. and that was gonna be that's the commercial version of what you're talking about. And so, yeah, I bear I barely even know well, the posse. So, like, like Chancey said with King Diamond, they open the doors for all the other ones to come through. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. King but, Diamond, they're at the top of the list for sure. Well, amazing Mike, performance and just. Boom. I got. I don't know. Chance he hasn't brought King Diamond on here yet, so I haven't had a chance to really listen to one of the full albums yet. Um, I'll get there. But, uh, what was it like? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was King. I thought that was King Diamond because I. I mean, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, so I know okay. that. Okay, but... <laughs> that's the first thing I think of every time because I just love that scene in Clerks. <laughs> yeah, Jay like and Bob uh, pop up out of the window and fucking uh, Clerks, Elias Clerks goes too. running Clerks and t- by his headset and. <laughs> Clerks too, thank you. But yes, yes, Clerks too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm like that. Right. I forget who was in Clerks. Smith. Oh God. I'm coming back. You got something? You got something signed by him too? <laughs> All right. So wouldn't surprise me. I only have a few Blu-rays. Oh, maybe a dozen, and most of them are worth money. They're like. um um, Kevin Smith's uh, Dogma, very rare on Blu-ray. Yeah, somebody it's, else it's, owns the rights. I have it on DVD too, and it's I. I it's my Super safety. It's my, it's my safety yeah. in case I ever need to make some money because I could probably, I could sell it on eBay for like five hundred dollars less than I checked. Uh, so oh, I nice. got my my little collection, and then oh, and I missed I that all, Kevin Smith. Oh, and I only maybe a dozen, and like six of them are Kevin Smith films, and then well, keep, that's the way keep, it should be. If you only have a dozen, then they all should be Kevin Smith. I mean, fuck. He's done a dozen movies. <laughs> there are a couple of them that I don't have. That they're Kevin Smith adjacent. This just came back from grading this week. Um, not anybody else's grail, but certainly super cool for oh, me. Oh, shit, nice. That is uh, Batman Cacophony. Number one in that signature there is Kevin Smith. Nice. Yeah, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, of course. I grew oh, up with I, that shit. I saw Clerks in the same. theater originally. Um, not same, but <laughs> I saw Clerks too in the theater. But nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw Jay, I saw Jay and Saw Bob reboot live with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Did you do for, that? Oh, you lucky bastard. That would have been cool. In, in Boston, I, my cousin and his uh fiance at the time and me went and we you watched they came out in the beginning and talked and then they mm. watched we watched the movie and then they come out at the end and like answer questions and talk and shit. It was all it was it was awesome. It was a fun way to watch it. But I I wish we got to smoke a blunt with Kevin Smith. But you know it is what it is. Oh, that would have been great. You you if you go to his podcast in California, you actually like if you tell if you actually get to answer a question during the show, you could say like, "Hey, I was hoping I could smoke this with you in the alley after the show," and he'll be like, "Okay." Because <laughs> he's just a, he's just such a huge sto- he's such a huge stoner that he'll smoke with anybody. It's but... funny because he wasn't for his whole life. I remember oh, yeah, that being a thing growing up and just it's... being a lifelong smoker myself. And for him to finally one day go, "Hey, I'm a I started smoking pot." I'm like, "Really? Fuck! After all these years, you you're like you caught on." <laughs> you, you know you know who you could thank for that, right? Jay, I assume, but Seth Rogen. Oh, really? When they oh. were doing, uh, when they were doing Zach and Mary make a porno, mm-hmm. like Kevin, I guess Kev, the story goes, Kevin Smith was stressing out in the editing room, and Seth came in. And he was like, 
Hey, buddy, what's wrong? He's like, why don't you go light one of these with me, and we'll be, we'll everything will be, they'll be just be fine. And like from there on, Kevin Smith was a stoner. So took him long enough. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but what what were your uh, top five off my album there, Mike? Well, again, uh, just a or huge fan. As many as many as you need to name. <laughs> well, I I did I you know I I picked um, uh, Babylon AD as my um, my uh, honorable mention, so that was kind of cool. Oh! Yeah, no, I again a sucker. <laughs> I'm a, I love uh, the sort of short, you know, instrumental into a song and things, and and I love a change up and I just anything that stretches that stretches that uh, musical imagination and and I thought that was one. Um, let's see. All right, so my number five was uh uh carrion and i just think of my dog going insane over there uh carry on always brings it it's a dungeons and dragons thing when i say <laughs> it's a, you know all of these things are are um they all bring they all evoke a particular image you know, serpent tongue carrion um you know they all bring a particular image to mind and and a lot of it so much of it is uh, about my youth and and pop culture and in those those things that I enjoy the 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 books and the music that comes from the books just like you're talking about this is how this is directly derived or reflects that uh, uh, um, paradise say, lost, yeah thank you paradise I don't for some reason I was thinking east of Eden um paradise <laughs> lost it's a yeah I, I, I I, I love the story and I, I love the connection and I love it when. Oh, actually, it's funny you say East to Eden, though, because that's that's uh, what the video music video was based off of. It was based off East of Eden. OK, they, they, they took like that. They took the imagery from that from the video, like they took the imagery from that and like the theme of it. Weird that that would even be a thing and that I would stumble back asswards into it. <laughs> My uh, synchronicity, synchronicity, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, my number four. Where'd you go? Um, uh, presence from the Poison Hearted. Mm. And it, it was kind of funny because that's one of the you know, one of the longer songs on the album, and sometimes I get kind of left behind. They get it was, it was I talking about earlier. With, you know, they sort of get stuck in their own head and, and yeah. are off on their own trip and I can't really quite follow them through. But I, I didn't have that problem with any of the songs on this album. And that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's always true. I don't even know if that's true of a, I don't even know if I could say that of one of their albums today. I mean, I don't know. They, Cradle, Cradle of Filth keeps the story going. That's why their long yeah. songs are still, still working. Like the, the story keeps going. It's not like it just it's not like they're sitting there for a two-minute guitar solo. Like they keep they keep the story going. It's always lyric filled. Jesus Christ! The whole place is falling apart. <laughs> things are dropping off the walls. Dogs knocking our, things off. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> my let's see. Uh, my number three. Where'd you go? I hit my list here. Um, uh, Serpent Tongue. I I mentioned it already, but it, it's just because it's right on top of, of Carrion. 
And again, just visually, the imagery in all the songs, that's one of the things that I, that I will listen to a, a, you know, Cradle of Filth or, or some of these other bands that I, I don't necessarily like the, the vocalings, the vocal styles of. I like a clearer, easy to understand. I can sing along with it generally, kind of. And so sometimes that'll, sometimes that'll be tough for me to just stay in and stay with it. The changing, the screaming, the low. I can't keep up with it all sometimes. And I, 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 I'm sure I'm just like a lot of people who don't like the genre at all. Is and it's that it's just sometimes it's just a little bit too much. You think it's so much going on, and you're trying to, oh yeah, he's telling a story, and the music is telling a story, and you gotta follow along. And there's, <laughs> uh, I, I, a lot of times I don't want to invest that much in the music. I don't want to try that hard. I just want to, I, I just kind of want to rock out. I don't want to have to try to figure out what the album is from from one. That's why I hate country. That's why I hate country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well many reasons but that's one of them yeah <laughs> i know i don't hate it uh but it's definitely not something that i listen to is it and and i'm here in kansas so it's all around me um sure. let's see my number two stop stop bouncing away an enemy led the tempest yes and again just another great long song that i didn't get lost in i it, it, that's that's not easy for me. I'm easily distracted. Give me a three minute song. Give me a two minute, two and a half minute rocker. I can I can do that. <laughs> uh, and then my number one was uh, uh, the Promise of Fever. That's just it's just badass. And that I yeah. that, that's it, it, I mean it goes with the the bruise upon the silent moon, right? The the intro or yeah, the, it, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is the opening song. Pro, pro, yeah, yeah, and like the way the intro like just bleeds into that and. Yeah. The way they I love like, that. I'm a, a sucker again for that. I love. I I always love the um, was it the two song combinations that you always used yes. to hear on the radio? The Def Leppard. Well, um, like what was like System of a Down did one um on Steal This Album. I I forget. What the, I, I was I trying what to remember. I, the classic ones, of course, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, rock and roll. Whole lot of love. Whole lot of love. Rock and roll. Um, um, what was the Def Leppard one? Bringing uh, on the heartbreak and the instrumental, uh, right? I, I I like Def Leppard, but I'm not a huge fan. So I no. Back to I, I like I, I like a, I like a lot of their hits, but I mean, they're a country but, band now. What the uh, fuck yeah, is I would, that? I wouldn't know. I haven't heard them since I haven't heard anything they did past eighty. So I didn't either. <laughs> I just I just know they keep showing up on country music awards and shit like that. I'm saying, all right, mm. you find your niche, whatever, man. But uh, and actually, and Promise of Fever, I love that one too because it's like that first song is just all about like how like God betrayed the angels and Lucifer saw it and Michael had to freaking go against him because of it, like. Like I freaking love that, like the lyrics in that song, just because of that, because it's all about like Lucifer and Michael's ultimate battle. I should have pulled up the lyrics. That was one thing that I didn't do, and well, I know I could have done see, it for this album. 
literally on Spotify driving down to, to work today. I was I had the lyrics open on the songs on Spotify, and I'm watching the lyrics as I'm driving. So uh, <laughs> that's how. But okay, unfortunately, Where are you? he's person <laughs> Massachusetts, but okay, <laughs> I, I I can do both. And I, I mean, it's Cradle Felt. I, I know most of the lyrics by now. I've watched the I watched the YouTube lyric videos years ago before Spotify even existed. So, sure. <laughs> but uh, Chancy, what were your top five or more off of this set one? So for me, uh, number five was End of Days. Number four was uh, oh. Scarlet Witch Lit the Season. You're doing all fucking intros, uh, all instrumentals, you asshole. Number three is the Mordant Liquor of Tears. Nice. Uh, number two is Bruise Upon the Silent Moon. And uh, number one for me was uh, uh, Damned in Any Language. So where's your real top five? I know you well enough by now. <laughs> he just went and grabbed all the instrumentals. It's funny. I'm just looking at that. He does it all the time. He makes he makes instrumental. It be he does he does the instrumental top five, and then he does like. I, oh, that's one kidding. of the things that I hate about the digital age is that they they don't they they don't they don't come like the album does. The album it played right on through to the next track. It was always right, right there. There was no commercial or gap or anything like that that you could you didn't have to think about. Well, does this song actually go together with the one that was just playing? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that that that's my uh, that's my top five. Really I can that? respect it. I I, I you know. I, I, I actually did develop another top five, but I was like, you know what? He's gonna expect that, so I'm gonna scrap it. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm going. Crazy. I'm going all the way back to the way back machine because that's kind of how it started. Is like if he would bring albums that would either have like really short skits in between songs or like you know mini intros to other songs, and I would just pick those tracks specifically and just fuck with him. But then he started being like, "What the fuck? This is dumb." You're so I'd actually, <laughs> I would, I would, I would develop a top five around it. So that way I could be like, no, it's all right. I actually got a top five and I did have, I, I did have a top five on this one, but then I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to fuck with them on this one. <laughs> going back, going back to the other. No, it's funny that you did that because I almost, it, I, I thought about it. And Dude, if you, I I thought you were going to for a second, and if you I had really done that, I would have fucking died. Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I now that I now that we now that it's happened, I can't believe that I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, well, Chancy, only reason I can respect it is because Cradle of Philip and their fucking instrumentals are amazing. But, uh but we've been at this for an hour and a half, gentlemen. So we hit three CDs, musers, and we freaking rock the hell out of you as my good friends lordy would say so where can they find your podcast though mike so they can come check you out and talk and hear you talk about all the anarchy caused by the illuminati and new world order <laughs> that's what you call chaos anarchy is much more personal and much more um um clean and easy than the chaos that these uh, manipulators and, and controllers and psychopaths have um, led us into. But that's a long discussion that people can uh, find me talking about at any given time. TowardAnarchy.com, uh, at TowardAnarchy, just about everywhere, Facebook, Instagram. All right. And, folks, and of course, those links will be in the podcast description as well, folks. 
Chancy, where can they find you besides coming out of the void? Uh, well, you know, the scavenger hunt continues. This is my actual first name on Facebook. If you can find me, good luck. It's completely uneventful. You'll win nothing out of it. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Uh, on Instagram and TikTok, it's uh, the Red Eye Roundtable. And on uh, X, it's uh, Red Eye Table. And obviously here at Maniacal Music Musings. Damn straight. And folks, you can find both of us on Facebook as the Uncensored, Unapologetic, and Untamed UQ Podcast Collective Facebook group. You can find us on XXBaby and the Gram as that Juggalo Bastard. You could find us on TikTokie as that Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you could find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings or streaming live on Blind Knowledge Network because all knowledge was blind until Chancey fucking picks a good album. And you can also, you can also of course, find us streaming now on Parapost Network on Facebook as well because. Not just for paranormal podcasts anymore. All podcasts and podcasts welcome. But we will be back next week. Same user time. Same user place. Three different albums and we don't know what they are yet. So we'll see you then. Users out. <laughs>